To watch this on YouTube, search Steepcast episode 28. Were you as excited as we were to see Steep at Ubisoft Forward? We'll talk about Ubisoft's event in just a second. Then we're going to peel the curtain back on Realski. And I think we're talking about scones? Welcome to Steepcast. This is episode 28. Before we get to news here, Mitch just dumped an entire beer, what sounded like an entire beer, onto his keyboard. So how are you doing over there? Is Steepcast going to be okay? I think we got the whole mess cleaned up. The uh, There's a little bit of sticky keys. Good computer joke there, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, the number pad still seems to be working out pretty well, so hopefully we'll cruise right through. Yeah, watch, it's just gonna crash while you're editing tomorrow. Steepcast might be a day or two late. I'll just make Nick edit it instead, and then you can enjoy his editing style. All right, uh, let's make this a quick one. Okay, Steep News, what do you got? Steep was at the UB Forward event, but not in the way we were hoping for. That its legs are like this big. And it doesn't walk right, and then mm. binks. Steep. His legs are like this long. Whoa! Holy shit! Here it is. Cody Span. What's going on? That was the uh, we we had that on one of the steep casts, right? That was like the mega drop. Yeah, that was on our yeah that was yeah roundup. They did show a nice hole-in-one clip during a fan content compilation, and it was one that was on one of the previous episodes of Steepcast. But they did mention there will be another Ubisoft forward by the end of this year. No date and no mention of what games would be in that, but that's something to look forward to. And of course, we will be keeping you guys up to date on that news for the second UB forward event as it comes out. And this past Saturday, we wrapped up the Real Ski competition with our top six finalists. Thank you to everybody who submitted. All of those videos were incredible. We can't say it enough. But congratulations to our winners. The fan favorite vote went to Sir Cholex. Third place went to Sir Cholex. Second went to Erect Elmo and Just Steep It took it away as our first ever Real Ski Champ. Again, congratulations to all of our winners and everyone who submitted. Next up to bat for TFG is Real Snow. The submissions are available at nickandmitch.com slash realsnow, and we plan on closing those by August 2nd at midnight. So if you haven't already, make sure to watch all of our real ski videos to see what worked and what didn't. And then it's time to get cooking on those real snow videos. We are patiently awaiting the results of Check My Steez 11 and, oh, hold on. I think they're literally coming through Discord right now. Manfrey, if you only knew how perfect that timing really was, I literally got the notification in my pocket as we were recording. Third place for Check My Steez 11 went to Lucas Skip. Second place went to Unpen, and first place went to Kahoot Guy. Congratulations to those three. If you want to go check out the winning videos, you can head on over to the Check My Steez Discord. You can find their link to join down in our description. If by chance they get around to dropping information for Check My Steez 12 before we're done recording here today, I will be sure to mention it. But if not, we'll be sure to include it in the description below so you can go and read all the details while you watch. And finally, the background footage for this week is brought to us by Slightly Burnt Pad Thai. So if you have any extra steep footage that you would like to play in the background of Steepcast, just send it to Mitch over on Discord. 
I did one yesterday for the live stream, but I guess it's time to do it for real right now. Mitch, cover your ears because it's time for the Reddit Roundup. First up for this week is a satisfying landing from Mist 706 and that is just so smooth. That was one of my favorite things when I was first playing Steep was just nailing those landings. Next up, we have an absolute explosion of color coming to us from Damon H95. Damon scores a perfect four out of four on the lens flares. Wonderful use of color. I love this collage. I wish we saw more collages over on Reddit. Thirdly, we got a picture from Sleek Stick and just like Nick said, the lens flares, man. But I also love the blurred snow and him just hovering above that mountain. Just a nice, beautiful picture. Next up, we have a video clip from Billy Songmaster. This is a chill, super chill slope drop with a really crispy tuck over those rocks. It looks like he's headed for a bushel of trees though, so uh, watch out. The rest of this replay probably hurt. And finally, from the Epic Memer for 2069, nice. we have his favorite spot on the Alps, which is all of these half pipes that look like they're chopped up. And I don't quite remember this area. I remember the jump at the end, but I don't remember messing around on these half pipes. I might have to do a little bit more in that area. Thanks again to all of the steep Redditors who are keeping the page fresh. We appreciate you. All right, you gave me the keys and let me drive last week, so I'm handing it back. Main topic is all yours, bud. We've done it for our past few events, so why stop there? This week, we're going to break down the real ski competition. Now, I didn't think I'd feel this way going into it, but I think Real Ski turned out being my favorite event we've done so far for a couple different reasons. Oh, I absolutely agree a thousand percent. I want to hear your reasons before I share mine. Well, I think some of the videos that people put together were incredible, just blew me away. And having people not just submit a couple tricks with standard camera angles that we require and just letting them go loose turned out amazing. But for us, it also is easier to put together and to edit. Yep, those were absolutely the two things that made me love this the most as well. It was the easiest competition on our end by far. And with that, we got to see the creativity from the riders, from the community that put all of their effort into it instead of us trying to make one clip of them just doing one trick look really nice all tied together in a whole broadcast package. At least from the editing side, I didn't have to make that live scoreboard, which is easy to do. It's just very time consuming. And then the biggest time saver for us was not having to record live commentary over every run. It usually takes a couple hours to do that for a video where Nick and I have to do it at the same time. But with this event, once me, Nick, and Steep Steep had our top six people that were going to be in the finals video, we then just said, all right, each of us needs to record 30 seconds to a minute talking about what we liked about those runs and then just sent them in to me and I cut them together however it worked out. And that little part was incredible in itself because when we got all three videos put together, once Mitch finally put them together in the final video, he sent us a copy, we got to watch it and realized that 
pretty much all six runs, we were all saying the same exact thing. It sounded like we were on a call together discussing this before we made our videos, but that was absolutely not the case. That was just happy coincidence. Just like when Nick and I said, well done together. By the way, a plus job on the editing there. I was not expecting that. It was a great surprise. Yeah, I put that one in as a surprise. I was just watching all three of our reactions at the very end to see which one of us I wanted to end that specific segment on. And I was like, mine, mine was garbage. So I'm like, not gonna use mine. Went over to Nick, he's like, well done. Steep Steep actually said well done in a few of them. And then I saw Nick said well done about the same rider. So I lined them up together, just, you know, overlaid them on top and they were very close. It was scary. I think I slowed down Steep Steeps to 93% speed instead of 100. So it was remarkably close. It worked both ways. I just wanted that timing to be scarily accurate. So one of the other things that people might be wondering about, I know we posted the heat map in Discord and it's gonna be on screen here in just a minute when Mitch gets to talking about it, but our like top three riders were scary close. We said it in the stream, but it was decimal points away on that podium. We're talking 0.4 points total separated the first and second spot. And then third place was another what 1.6 behind, but that was still really close compared to the rest of them. And what amazed me was the top three riders all were the best in a certain category. Just Steep It won the overall impression, and he also won the creativity, technically two categories. But Elmo had the best tricks score, and Sir Chelux had the best editing score, which you guys agreed with in the fan vote. So each one of them had an amazing score in a certain category. It really came down to that overall impression, which carried the most weight. So you mentioned Just Steep It's editing style and how that carried him to the first place spot. Moving forward for real snow so everyone can hear it here publicly, are you going to be looking and wanting to see more After Effects like that? Like, is that the pinnacle of these edits is having all of those After Effect images in there? I mean, I know we also had Space Clump in there with the Mario 64. All of those were nasty. I loved seeing those extra bits and they didn't feel like they took too much away from the focus of the rider. You're putting me on the spot with my scoring style here, but you are right, the editing doesn't just mean that it's a ton of effects. It has to look well. And I think what most of us as judges took into the editing side was just everything hitting on the beat, having your cuts or your transitions line up right, look great. And then if you had an even better transition, that kind of helped out. Another thing that I guess would fall into editing is making sure that you have the buildup and the landing of your trick as well. But some people did it great, like Just Steep It. What I thought was great about his editing is that he had different camera angles for the lead up to the jump, then the jump, and then the follow up of the jump and then would go back to an alternate angle if he thought it would help out that certain trick. You're spot on. I mean, when you're watching the real ski riders, like in real life doing these videos, they have like four or five different camera angles on certain tricks. And I really think that speaks to the creativity that continues the story. And that makes a trick that might not be the most technical in the world look steezy as shit. One of the things that I wanted to mention, I was hoping this guy was going to make the top six just so I could bring up this point, 
and he was just below the cut. But if you go back and watch It's the Mort's run, he's the one that wears the polar bear helmet. The trick close to the start of his video where he crosses his skis and then presses off of the street lamp and then lands in the snow. It was a cool trick, but it was amazing how he edited it. I loved that he started with the GoPro angle because you could see the street light and then he turns 180 so he's facing away. But as he's looking down, you can see his skis hit the post and bounce off. So I was thinking like, did he just press off of that street light I saw? And then the next clip he showed was the follow cam of that same trick or a stationary camera. So it was like, wait, did he just, yeah, he did that. Being able to throw in a trick like that, that was the highlight of his run for me. Yeah, so there you go. There's a little insight onto what Nick and Mitch want to see up on the slopes for real snow. Make it steezy, make it super clean, make sure you follow through on those tricks. That is a huge point that a couple of riders kind of failed on here and there, but this is the perfect time to make it better for the second time. Nothing's ever going to be the best it can be on the first try. So get back up there, submit for real snow. We can't wait to see the 25 riders resubmit. And hey, why not? Let's throw it out there. Let's double the submissions this time. I want to see 50 runs for real snow. Oh no, what did you do? Yeah, I don't regret a thing. And like Nick said, nothing's ever perfect its first time. I always say submit or enter everything you can because each time you try to do one of these competitions or edit a video, you get better at some part of it. The video might not be better, but you've probably learned something while you did it. And after you do five, six, seven of them, you're gonna be so much better than you did when you started. And we'll of course give you your feedback if you want it to. Message either one of us and we can give you your exact score, where you finished on the leaderboard. And I'll even give you some of our comments from all of the judges so you can see like what we liked and what we thought you could have done better. I'm gonna bring it up one more time and then I'm gonna drop it. We can move on to the weekly challenge. But after this video, go back and watch like Steepcast one through five. Watch one of those. They are trash compared to 28. And I'm not tooting our own horn saying that these are wonderful, but like, we have learned over almost 30 weeks of recording how to talk, how to edit, and how to make our product better. So keep it going. Do not be discouraged if your real ski wasn't up to the level that you wanted it to be. Real snow is right around the corner, and we can't wait to see all of you submit again. 50 Riders. The topic for this weekly challenge was secret spot, and I believe we had two people submit, so enjoy these following pictures from Flair and Ev. Thanks guys, wonderful shots as always. Next week, we are going to be tackling weekly challenges from Real Snow. Share a screenshot or hey, even put a trailer together for your Real Snow video. If you have it all ready to go, we want to see it. The Real Snow hype has begun as of, well, 
Saturday, when real ski ended. The hype train never stops. The hype train never stops. The following week, we are going to be taking submissions for Where's Waldo. This one was inspired by Kerr. He wants you to hide your player in a picture, make it super hard for us to find it, and I don't think we're gonna include any circles or arrows in the steep cast so you guys can play along as you see them as well. So those two, once again, sorry, I talked a lot in between those. Next week, we have real snow submissions for the weekly challenge, and the following week is going to be Where's Waldo, inspired by Kerr. And now it's time for some Q&A. First up for this week from Lucas with a U and a C, crumpets or waffles? Waffles all day, no question. Move on, next one. Waffles are just the pinnacle breakfast food. I mean, they have all of those little channels in there that hold the syrup, hold your butter in there. You can't beat a good waffle. I love my waffles with Nutella and strawberry jam. Good choices, and I'm going with waffles as well. At college, I would have a waffle after marching band practice every night because we had a place where you would swipe yourself in and then you could have unlimited food with the dining hall, but you could stay in there for however long you want and eat all of the food. Now, it wasn't great. It was actually pretty bad, but I learned to take my own massive popcorn bowl down there, go to the waffle station, make a waffle, then go to the ice cream machine, dump in some ice cream, then go over to the brownies and cookies and cake section, dump in a bunch of that, and then I'd have a massive dessert bowl. Yeah, and a massive heart attack, holy shit. Okay, so we both love our waffles, super sugary. Good to know. Keeping with the food theme, Slightly Burnt Pad Thai said, what do you put first on your scones? All right, Mitch, are you sitting down? Because I think this one's gonna knock your socks off. My favorite scone of all time has to be a savory scone with Gruyere, prosciutto, and green onion. It's all mixed in there with the scone. You don't need any toppings. If you had to choose one, it would be butter. Man, I don't know how I could possibly top that, but I'm also gonna go on the savory side of scones because I put barbecue sauce on top of mine. Oh. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've never eaten a scone, have you? <laughs> never. <laughs> okay, well, someone goes and buys Mitch a scone, uh, Pollo Loco wants to know if we watch the Summer X Games. Yes, we do. If yes, oh, well, I just answered that. Uh, which events do you guys watch? For me, the Summer X Games is all about the motorsports. I love watching the motocross guys go up there and pull out just incredible tricks. Same with like snowmobiles in the wintertime. I don't know what it is, but taking a machine up there and using it as an extension of your body while you're like 40, 50 feet above the ground is terrifying and will forever be a spectacle to me. On that same note, rally car racing. I know it's a brand new event, re well, relatively new event to the X Games, but same thing, watching those guys drive around in a tiny little stadium on their in their rally cars is just fantastic. I grew up watching riders like Travis Pastrana and I was watching live when he pulled out his double backflip and my jaw just dropped. 
you know, it, it's those kind of things. It's like watching fireworks. You just have to stop and watch because you can't really fathom what's going on. You just know that it looks incredible. Yeah, you really can't beat that double backflip, man. That was just watching history. And I think a bunch of us were tuned in for that one. But my favorite events to watch are the skateboard and the BMX, especially in the little park areas. And even more disgusting, that massive ramp that they have for the skateboarders. Yeah, skateboard big air is something even crazier than any rallycross or motocross rider could ever dream of. Uh, do you remember way back in like 2012, 2013, the rider that hit the big air hit the ground on his back and both shoes flew into like the third rows of seats? He messed himself up. I don't know what makes it that much more impressive than snowboard big air, but skateboard big air is just ridiculous. I think it's just landing on those tiny wheels and not being attached to the board. It's just crazy to watch. I just love the X Games in general, whatever event it is. It's always action packed and they've always got some great music pumping. All right, and we're going to come full circle with a question from Lucas with an O and a K. And he asked, what is the worst spot in steep? It has to be the super flat sections in the Alps, right? Like I, I never have found any use for those super flat sections. There's like not even anything that you can gain speed off of. You kind of just have to get through it. And I get it. The Alps are huge. There's so much to cover. There's so much fun to do in the Alps. But with that landscape comes a lot of like straight sections that really don't have anything. And they're kind of flat. I, I don't like going slow. And this one kind of goes along with that answer, but I'm going with the glacier tracks that are on Alaska because I just don't find those rideable on skis or escape snowboard. Wow. Oh man, Poyo has me messed up thinking about the Summer X Games. So yeah, you can't ski or, ski or snowboard there you go. in that area in Alaska. Well, that does it for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in to watch Steepcast episode 28. If you haven't done so already, get those real snow submissions started. You can never start too early and you don't have to submit on the first day. You can wait until the last. Make sure it's pretty. Make sure it's polished and clean, ready for someone like Steep Steep to try and tear it apart. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Nick or Mitch. Join our Discord with the link down below so you can submit your weekly challenges and subscribe to us on YouTube. We are just about at 300. We're about four away at this point in time. And at 500, we'll be giving away one of those Tardiflight Games t-shirts we were wearing for our judging videos. And we promise you that they feel just as good as they look. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Be sure to stay up to date on the channel. Mitch and I discovered that we could actually pull off an hour or two stream over this weekend. So be watching the channel. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're getting all of the notifications because we might be jumping on to stream some random games here and there starting in the next week or so. And, you know, so you don't miss a steep cast or a Tardiflet games or all of those other things. But hey, streaming is in the future. We'll leave you with that. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Nick. And I'm Mitch. And we'll see you on the slopes. This show is brought to you by the Nick and Mitch Network. To start your own podcast, head to nickandmitch.com slash podcasts.